Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. What's going on? This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. It's time once again for another Patreon-suggested episode. Today, we're going to be focusing on the music of video game composer Masashi Hamauzu. Very talented composer. I've been familiar with Hamauzu's work uh, for a number of years. Uh, haven't really dove into his entire career, and so this is a great opportunity. This is a Patreon-suggested topic that comes to us from our patron, Joel. Uh, you might know him on Discord as Volt Supreme. Uh, and he was so excited and passionate about this composer and us doing this episode that he actually put together this playlist as well so all the tracks that you're hearing today were handpicked by volts uh, and so this is kind of exciting will is actually going in fully blind on this uh, he hasn't heard any of this music so this will be his first impressions on this stuff some of the stuff i have heard before and i've been familiar with some of it i haven't so for me it's kind of like a half blind situation but this, this should be a lot of fun well i have heard some of the final fantasy 13 stuff okay but yeah that's the only stuff on this episode that that looks familiar. Cool. Well, this is going to be really interesting. From what I know of uh, Masashi Hamauzu so far, very talented, very unique composer uh, that likes to combine different styles together. Definitely a lot of the stuff that I've been familiar with has some sort of this orchestral or classical sound, but it's always mixed with maybe more modern influences as well. Um, and so I think it should be a really interesting episode as we kind of educate ourselves on the music of this composer. So uh, Masashi Hamauzu uh, used to work for Square Enix. He worked there for a number of years, it looks like from 96 all the way to 2010, doing some work uh, on the Final Fantasy series, on the Saga series, and many others. He did eventually leave uh, that company to form his own studio, and I believe that's still where he's uh, making music today. So should be a good time. What you guys are hearing uh, playing in the episode is from a game, I think fairly early on in his career. It's called... Musashiden 2 Blade Master, and that came out for the PS2, and that came out in 2005, uh, and Volts ordered this playlist chronologically, so that should be a good way to explore his career. Uh, I think we're going to go a little bit out of order, uh, since that was the plan. Uh, this came, I think, a few years before that. This is from Unlimited Saga, which also was released for the PS2. Um, let's start things off with a piece of music called Enigmatic Scheme, composed by Masashi Hamauzu. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Enigmatic Scheme from the game Unlimited Saga for the PS2, and I've been familiar with this score. It's actually really great. This is composed, uh, as well as everything today, by Masashi Hamauzu. This is a delightful piece of music. I love the chords, I love the rhythms, and that melody, that violin melody is so strong. I'm reminded a lot of music by uh, Mexican composer Arturo Marquez. Oh yeah, um, you've told me about the, him. The rhythms, the chords, the melodies, it reminds me a little bit of him, and it has a, a definite sort of like Hispanic quality. It reminds me of music from Latin America, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's this fun, playful dance is such a big part of the energy of this song in a very devious, chromatic melody, but really catchy. This is something that would definitely get stuck in your head. Absolutely, yeah. It's. I'm not sure how um, reminiscent this is of his overall style, but this is a delight, uh, really starting the episode off strong. 
very devious melody uh, with a lot of emotion to it, a lot of personality. Um, beautiful, but also, you know, there, there's something wrong. There's some, something's going on that's that's not quite right here. This, is, this right. is really great. Yeah, this is a very unique soundtrack. So yeah, a little bit out of order from the, from the plan, but other than that, we're going chronologically. We're now moving to the game Sigma Harmonics. I am not familiar with this at all. Uh, I've never actually heard of this game, so this should be interesting. Looks like Volts put three tracks from this game on this playlist today. We're going to start things off with a track called Gentle Timbre from Sigma Harmonics, composed by Hamauzu. This is delightful. You guys are listening to Gentle Timbre from Sigma Harmonics, which is actually a DS game um, composed by Masashi Hamauzu. And Volts had uh, sent us a list of his notes, some of his thoughts on these tracks. One of the things he said about this track um, is that a big part of his, uh, his compositional sound is his unique use of blending classical instruments and ensembles with electronic and synth sounds. And this is a great example of that. It's very quirky, but it works so well. Every single thing about this piece of music, from the production to the instrument choices to the composition, is you know you're in good hands here. It's very Nintendo sounding, the style of this music and the mixture of that kind of pop piano jazz fusion language with some of those synths and violin uh, mm-hmm. gorgeous I'm just such a fan of this composer already I mean first of all the range the three pieces we played today don't remotely sound like they're from the same composer <laughs> they have yeah. completely different production aesthetics different kinds of melodies but they're all really strong and I just what what I love particularly about that unlimited saga track and now the Sigma harmonics track uh, such a really um, strong melody yeah which you know that's not always the case with every video game composer and especially when it's someone that you're less familiar with at least in my case I feel like I know probably a lot of the great melodic game composers Um, so it's always such a delight to find someone who I'm less familiar with who can write these amazing tunes absolutely well we're gonna play two more tracks from this ds soundtrack let's move on to a piece called showing heart dance of the cornered rat
so good. You guys are listening to Showing Heart, Dance of the Cornered Rat. Probably my favorite so far today. This is one of the tracks that I'm kind of going in blind here. I just listened to the very beginning of this, so this is such a treat. Again, from Sigma Harmonics, composed by the wonderful Masashi Hamauzu. And one of the things that Volts was mentioning um, about this track, but really about um, a lot of his career, is that a lot of times he collaborates with the violinist Hijiri Kuano. And so the solo violin you're hearing here um, is Kuano. Uh, and apparently he works with him uh, in a lot of his music. So how beautiful is that violin? But again, this is a great example of how unique this composer is. Uh, he's not really relying or banking too much on how beautiful that violin is. There's so much else happening. It's such a dense piece of music. It's almost, it's kind of one of those composers where you ha- his music is so dense you have to listen to it multiple times to really fully get what's happening. Well, I, if I were grading the music of Hamauzu, uh, I would probably break things down into categories. Um, is it harmonically interesting? Yes. Mm-hmm. Check. Very rich and interesting. Is it yeah. melodically engaging? Yes. Is the is it engineered, recorded, produced very well? Yes. Amazingly well, uh, yeah. Is it distinct? Does it feel just like a photocopy of another track? No, it's very distinct. And then mm-hmm. also, is it rhythmically interesting? Is there some kind of groove element that catches your attention? I mean, he gets really high marks in every possible facet Mm-hmm. that I could think to break a video game music track down into. Uh, I'm just so impressed. And now I'm starting to feel guilty that I'm not familiar with his work up until this point. Well, here you go. You got to start somewhere, right? I'm glad that we're getting educated now. Uh, let's play one more from the score. This is called The Screams of the Time Cycle. Here we go. You guys are listening to the screams of the time cycle this is the last piece we're playing today from sigma harmonics what a great soundtrack this is very impressive i really like the rhythmic energy here and uh it's it's perfect for score it reminds me a little bit of film music uh mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of you know japanese uh anime score and just mm-hmm. uh japanese film music there were parts of this and a lot of this music that does remind me a little bit of like Mario Galaxy, just with some of the yeah. mixes of production. But beyond that, the overall harmonic language and the sort of um, the nostalgic emotion uh, that a lot of his music displays and that how that's presented in the orchestra. Like this reminds me a little bit of like a final level from a Mario Galaxy game. I actually felt a lot of Mario Galaxy vibes on the last track we played, too, so that's interesting that you say that. I don't know about you, Will, but that last track we played, Dance of the Cornered Rat, so far that's my favorite, so maybe we should kind of judge everything and pick what our favorite is at the end of the episode for Track of the Week. I still really like that enigmatic scheme, the kind of dancey one. I also love Gentle Timbre. Yeah, this is going to be a hard It's going to be tough. All right. Let's move on to Final Fantasy 13, one of the most famous titles 
uh, that he had the pleasure of working on. And this was the first game in the Final Fantasy series that he was actually able to be the sole composer. He did work on uh, Final Fantasy X. Um, so he worked on the series previously, but now he had full reign to do whatever he wanted with the music. We're going to play a few tracks from Final Fantasy thirteen today. Let's start things off with a piece of music called The Gapra Whitewood, composed by Masashi Hamauzu. You guys listening to the Gapra Whitewood, very beautiful. This is a nice example of his more ambient side, and that is one style that he is known for. Um, this song features vocalist Mina Sakai, um, very beautiful kind of whispering vocals, and uh, eventually, uh, eventually Hamauzu and Sakai would go on to form uh, a band, so they actually have a group together. And we're actually going to be playing out with uh, one of those tracks. One of the things Volts mentioned uh, about this track, uh, he said, um, a lot of times this composer, uh, a lot of times this composer uses very dense harmonies, which, post to simple major or minor chords, leaves a lot of tonal interpretation to the listener. He thinks that's what, that's what helps create this particular dreamy vibe. Uh, along with the, the amazing production. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, this is a piece of music where there's, and we talked about this before with the density of this, there, there's so much layering here that you really have to listen to this more than once to, to really kind of take it in and to to get the emotional effect. I think that was intended. It's Well, wh- what did you get from this piece of music? Yeah, well, I I guess I, I, I hear what you're saying about uh, density with the harmony, though it's not the most... I, to me, it's not like the most dense harmonic thing, but it is dreamy. It's definitely yeah. ambiguous or like as my composition teacher would always use the word ambivalent when he was talking about Yeah, that's about what he harmony. was going for with this one um, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's this kind of like in between, you're not quite here, you're not quite there, but a really beautiful sound. It's not like a challenging or dissonant sound necessarily. Yeah, it's very yeah. ethereal. And there are elements of this track that remind me of minimalist composers. And Mm -hmm. what, again, the the amazing thing that I thought about this piece of music is in contrast to the other pieces on today's episode. If this was the first thing we played, I might not be as impressed, but hearing this piece of music contrasted with those other things that were so much more poppy and just like directly melodic, it Mm -hmm. gives me the confidence that I'm in good hands. And so you know that every choice is done intentionally with subtlety. The one criticism that I would have about this, and this is the feeling that I had about the final fantasy 13 score when i listened to it mm-hmm. is that though it's beautiful i don't think it does as good a job as say like some of like the yoko shimamura scores of maintaining the legacy of final fantasy music it's so different from uematsu which that can be good at times but to me it's like i don't know it, it, it's it's Final Fantasy is one of those series that you really have to respect and honor the musical traditions. And I think there is some of that in the score. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't just Tama Uzu's decision. It might have been oh, no. kind of like a yeah. global choice to let's really move the aesthetics in a different direction. And but that could have been one reason why they had him do it as a soul, as the sole composer. Sure. 
Yeah, that's that's I definitely hear what you're saying. It's just interesting now listening to it because like Final Fantasy 15 sounds more like a Final Fantasy score than this. Mhm. Yeah, but it's 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 amazing music regardless. And we're, we're going to enjoy it today. We're going to play two more tracks from 13. Let's now uh, move on to a piece called A Brief Respite. Awesome. You guys are listening to A Brief Respite. Perfect title for this from Final Fantasy Thirteen. This is really great. I wanted to read just a little bit of, of his biography. I'm looking on his Wikipedia. Pretty interesting early life. He's actually born in Munich. Uh, eventually, his family then moved to uh, Japan later on to Osaka. Uh, he had an interest in music from a uh, very early age. His mother was a piano teacher and his father was an opera singer. And so he studied music and took uh, piano and singing lessons at a very young age, eventually went on to study at the Tokyo National University of Fine Arts and Music. You know, that's what it sounds like. It just <laughs> like it. Yeah, he sounds like someone who has been exposed to lots of different types of music, has a very intuitive a sense of harmony, melody, rhythm, all these concepts, orchestration. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also hard to pin down in terms of like having one style. There's definitely yeah. certain traits that I notice from track to track. This one yeah. really put that into focus. Um, there's something about his harmonic language that surprises me with how simple it is. And I don't, I don't mean that it's simple, but I mean that oftentimes in video games or just music in general, when you hear chord voicings like this that are a little bit jazzier, I come to expect like, okay, this is going to be, we're going to go here and we're going to go here. And what's interesting is he strikes this nice balance of it's these really elegant jazzy kind of chord voicings but he's not kind of going out of this world he's it doesn't feel show off it's grounded it doesn't feel flashy it doesn't even Mm -hmm. really feel like jazz like it's not stylistically pushing it into a genre it's somewhere in between feeling classical well that's what i love about his music is he does he never goes too far in any direction he's always having like one foot here one foot here one foot here and it's this combination of so many different things and the the sound of piano or just his orchestral writing a lot of times is so like pop like it Mm -hmm. has this ultra compressed cute i just think of like the color yellow like it's very vibrant and and you know sweet and uh i I think that's interesting because when you examine a piece like this uh, though none of those chords are really dissonant or complex they're not they're also not very functional and the progression of this song works in this kind of weird loop. It almost reminds me of like a song from the original Metroid, like the Norfair theme or something. What I've been enjoying here is most of the tracks on this playlist are looped tracks, but the forms, the lengths are so long, um, which is, that's always a treat for, for more modern video game music. All right, let's play one more track from 13. This is called the hanging edge.
beautiful. This is the Hanging Edge, another great example of Hamauzu style. Uh, yeah, it's it's very ambient and atmospheric and conveys a lot of imagery, but there is always a specific musical element that really shines, that really stands out. There's usually some sort of melodic fragment um, that is very captivating. Well, and I would describe it more as like acoustic atmosphere. It, right, like, yeah. Because, I, I don't know, to me that's almost like not giving it enough credit to just call it atmospheric. It makes me think of a boring drone track that's just like, really backgroundy like this is so active there's so much well, happening yeah that's a good point will i mean he gets his atmosphere from totally different means than a lot of other composers do yeah he get it's like tonal colors and mm-hmm. uh interesting rhythms and interaction between lines that's just not necessarily that's like that's a lot harder to obtain this type of an atmosphere than it is to just put like a couple pads on and yeah. just like call <laughs> it a day so yeah, yeah i mean his music it definitely requires a lot more work and craft than a lot of composers. Well, it has the kind of atmosphere that, like, Philip Glass has. Uh, you uh-huh. know, if you've ever heard, like, a, a larger work by Philip Glass that uses... He has his own sort of proprietary uh, eclectic orchestra with all these different yeah. instruments. It reminds me a little bit of that, especially that rhythmic idea. Bum, 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 bum. And harmonically, at, at the beginning... Um, it was really interesting. There, there were some kind of uh, dissonant pitches, but it almost felt not like polytonal, but as as though that that little rhythmic motor line was operating on its own, independent of the chords that were playing. And I also love though, it's like that line when you first hear it, it's very ambiguous, kind of challenging. One of the more dissonant things we've heard today. But then when mm-hmm. that modulation happens, it somehow legitimizes it and it makes it feel comfortable because it's like we've heard this material before and now we're in a new key area. There's like that part of your brain that wants that balance between expected and unexpected. Yeah. It's almost like the modulations, rather than being a moment of surprise, are like a moment of of comfort, of like, now I know where this is going. It makes well, it feel you know, that more does, accessible. That does remind me of something uh, Volts mentions about this track, and also uh, he says it's it's kind of something you hear in his, in his entire career. He says, in many compositions, he manages to vary the dynamics, whether it's rhythmically, harmonically, or volume, to take you through a range of emotions without losing the original pace and feel of the songs. And I think that's definitely a good way to put it. That's definitely something that we heard in that track. Let's move on to... It's interesting. We're moving on to another Final Fantasy game, and you think that we are going backwards in time, but this is the HD remaster of Final Fantasy X, or X. And uh, the soundtrack was was redone as well. Uh, let's take a listen to Besed Island, composed by Masashi Hamauzu. Thank you. 
absolutely gorgeous. One of the strongest pieces on today's playlist. This is from Final Fantasy X HD Remaster. It's Besed Island, composed by Masashi Hamauzu. Volts was saying that um, every single note, dynamic, and sound is in the right place here, and I totally agree. Again, this music, when you're listening to it, it feels like you're being cradled by someone who you can really trust and, and feel safe and like you're in good hands. Right. Uh, and that's definitely what we're feeling today. We're in very good hands with Hamauzu. Yeah, I'm tempted to make this one track of the week because there's so many strong elements to this. And one of my it's favorite also things very about indicative it, of his overall sound. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I guess it has like a little bit of all of the things that we've talked about today. That minimalist, mm-hmm. repeating ostinato, the combination of acoustic instruments and synthesizers, a really beautiful lyrical violin melody, and an evolving composition that takes yeah. you on a journey with a lot of sensitivity to harmony form development uh dynamicism it's just it's really beautiful and it's not the kind of style of a piece of music that i would think i would want to make track of the week again it doesn't have like the catchiest tune necessarily but it's such a beautiful and thoughtful composition that also has the well also much like much like a lot of his music does have this beautiful solo violin that could be Kuano. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, a lot of his music has really outstanding violin writing and performing. Uh, just the way that he combines that with the the rest of the soundscape is so impressive. Well, Carl, I don't know about you, but I had the experience with that track where even though it, it takes a while to get into sort of introducing the melody and everything, mm-hmm. I was captivated immediately. Oh, from the beginning, the absolutely. The combination of that atmospheric piano, which, by the way, sounds fantastic. Yeah, it the, does. That, the specific reverb on the piano, the space there he could have been so He could have been playing polished that. Uh, he, is modern. A, he is a pianist, so he could have definitely been playing that. Yeah. The engineering, too. And then, but that riff, that I love that instrument, and it was just right away I felt like this feels like final fantasy to me that blend of eclectic and accessible yeah i mean the the reaction that i had with this track is this is how you do quote atmospheric or ambient music this is how it's done i mean because it's every bit is engaging and interesting musically like you could analyze and we have been you know you could dissect this musically and, and, and there's so much to appreciate here even if you have to wait however many seconds for a melody to come in. And that's that's what's so wonderful. And that's not the norm for this type of ambient music. It's really not the norm. And so what a special composer here. Uh, let's move on to a game. This is a silly title. It's called The Legend of Legacy. I feel like, to me, that sounds like a bad translation. Uh, aren't those kind of both the same thing? <laughs> the Legend of Legacy. Of what? I think what? the legacy of legend would be a better <laughs> Of name. what? What is it? What is it a legacy of? Um, we're going to play two tracks from this. Uh, Volts put two on here. Um, we're going to start off with Bidimensional Battle. Here we go.
You guys are listening to Bidimensional Battle from The Legend of Legacy, which came out in 2015 for the 3DS. This is outstanding music. Another great example of uh, if I wanted to show someone something that embodies Hamauzu style, this is a great one to show. He is no slouch. I mean, just every one of these tracks impresses me for a different reason. And although we're able to find little stylistic traits from soundtrack to soundtrack or from piece to piece, I really just so marvel at his versatility. And the yeah. other thing is going back to we've traversed quite a quite a span of time here, but you almost don't hear it in terms of the old stuff doesn't hold up and the modern stuff sounds great. Like he seemed to have a a, a sense of production a sense of quality in the craftsmanship of recording and producing a finished piece of music that was a little ahead of its time Hmm. in terms of game music uh and i think that's really cool that all of this varied music really holds up and sounds great you can listen to it on on its own and it doesn't need any like disclaimers of oh you know you're listening to this is a ds track so right. go easy on it you know they all sound outstanding yeah i mean that sigma harmonics was a ds soundtrack and you never would have guessed it i mean sometimes when they officially release the soundtracks they're able to release like the uncompressed versions um but yeah i mean in any case whether it's ds 3ds like it doesn't really matter the Still, though, there's that, no like general MIDI sounds, or yeah, I mean no that PS2 kind of saccharin that unlimited you know. saga that was from what like 2002 on the PS2, and if you compare that to most of his peers' music from that era, it's leaps and bounds uh, ahead of what anyone else. And I don't hear doing. any like blatantly poor virtual instruments. All or the sequencing any kind is outstanding. There's a yeah. lot of virtual instruments that we've heard today, but you would almost never even notice. Let's move on to one more from The Legend of Legacy. This is Goblet of the Stars. Holy smokes. Crazy. This is Goblet of the Stars from The Legend of Legacy. Maybe the the craziest track of the day, but in the best way possible. This is really awesome. Another great example of what I was talking about earlier. It's kind of compositionally dense in a way. Like There's so much happening and so many changes that, for me, I really feel like I, I kind of want to listen to this a couple times. There's a lot I want to go back to, and that's a great sign in a piece of music when it kind of inspires you to go back and listen to it again and hear all the little details. It's it's really outstanding. Uh, it looks like Volts mentioned in his notes here that the piano here is by Benjamin uh, Benjamin Nuss, who uh, apparently plays on a lot of Hamauzu's 
albums and VGM soundtracks. Well, I love how he borrows from the language of more contemporary concert music, but he still, he rides that line of genuinely beautiful and accessible and challenging. Yeah, and for sure. There's, there's like something really haunting about that. That introduction, I just thought was so captivating. I yeah. When it transitioned into a more high energy thing, I thought that was also great, but I just wanted an entire piece that almost had that elegiac quality, but like really, really marvelous harmony. It was just like heavenly. Here's the best thing I'll say uh, about his his style of music and his career that I've least heard today and from the other times that I've explored his music, he really earns having those challenging moments. Um, He's a composer that is so talented, and again, you feel like you're in such good hands, and he gives you so many pleasing moments and so many moments that do make you feel really good that when it is challenging or dissonant or, or tense or frightening, he earns that, and you go with him on that journey. And there's not a moment when you're like bored or like, okay, let's get to something more melodic or whatever. There's not even a moment of that because you know that the journey is going to lead to something beautiful. Uh, well, it's and just it always so artful. Does. It's so artful. And in addition to that, it also has this, it, it's like he just has more colors to work with than other composers, <laughs> yeah. you know? And, and so, so a lot often of I brushes. feel like uh, a lot of contemporary music when it's avant-garde, it seems like almost like a safe zone for a lack of creativity. Right. Um, but this is the opposite. It's like, he's going so far beyond what is required of him. And all of these advanced harmonies, it it just gives him a larger palette to work with and more sensitivity emotionally to be able to capture all the nuance um, in a game. And I just think that's really remarkable, uh, just how sensitive he is to all of those forces. I mean, just a piece of music like this, Mm -hmm. there's so much to listen to just in the music alone, but I can't even imagine with the game, it must be so incredibly effective because I think a lot of us are trained to hear um, some like trite cliches with game music. And some of that is good stuff. You know, we like, we expect a certain form. We expect a certain idiom or style, or this is a rocking track because it's a boss battle or this is an ice stage theme. So, you know, we've been very conditioned into things in the way that I don't necessarily know we are with uh, film music in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love that Hamauzu, he's not completely abandoning the tradition of great uh, video game music of the past, but he's also really bringing it into like the the realm of high art i think absolutely well let's move on to another final fantasy entry and this is a game i actually haven't heard of before it's called world of final fantasy which was another rpg game in the series don't not sure if it was more of a spin-off or, or what but it was released for a bunch of different platforms and volts wanted us to play two tracks from it today let's start off with world of beauty guys listening to world of beauty from world of final fantasy i'll read a couple of uh, volts's notes here he was saying this is a perfect example of 
Hamauzu doing a very traditional JRPG fantasy composition. It's simple, it's well done, and although he writes a lot of insane and challenging music, he can also show a lot of restraint, restraint in his composing when needed. Very true. That's one of the things that we love about his music is that, again, he earns those moments of challenge because he gives you feelings like this. Uh, and in any style he's working on, he, he just there's so much care and craft in his music. Well, and here's the other thing. In context to what we've heard, it's very easy to call something like this simple. But I think I wouldn't be surprised if he spent more time on a composition like this than on Goblet of Stars, because I think as a listener, it's it's like we just assume that something that's easy to listen to is easy to make and that something yeah, that's, that's challenging to listen to is challenging to make. But sometimes it's quite the opposite. Now, I think mm-hmm. his challenging music was definitely hard to make because there are a lot of notes, a lot of craft, a lot of detail and layers. But something like this, it, it's really hard to write a melody this good. And I, I think what I admire so much about his music, his craft, his ability to really work and make sure that every piece is in its proper place. Um, But also he has this kind of raw talent, this energy that comes through and an intuition and taste that I think is a a, a step above many other composers. He just, all of his decisions, I'm so... Yeah, on top of everything that we've been praising about his his musical style and his choices, yeah, I just think his brain and his taste, his ear is just so unique. It's one of those cases where when you you find someone who you just love their brain, you're going to go with them to the ends of the earth wherever they take you it doesn't really matter what style Hamauzu is writing and if, if you if you're a fan of his brain then you're going to be along for the ride and you're going to enjoy yourself well it's like a great writer director or something like edgar wright i i will mm-hmm. go see an edgar wright movie yep. anytime i'll be first in line i don't care what it's about i trust him same with like brad bird or those there's yeah. those directors where it's not that they they, they don't always need to go for the same subject matter, but it's just their voice, the way they write dialogue, the way they shoot scenes. Just, I know that it's going to be fun. Yeah. And I, I'm starting to get a sense of that with Hamauzu. He's so versatile and can do all these different things, but you really um, hit on it, Carl, that it's, it's just more that you feel like you're in good hands and yeah. you trust this artist to do something meaningful that moves you. And the interesting thing about music is it's so subjective. You know, not everybody likes the same stuff. Yeah. But that's why it's such a special kind of intimate relationship. When you find a songwriter, performer, composer that just strikes that balance mm-hmm. with you, it's like you want to hold on to that person. And you just, for me, I become ravenous of like, I need more. I want to find more of what they've done. And I think I totally understand because I believe that Volt was mentioning that Hamauzu is his favorite uh, VGM composer, and I can totally understand that. I mean, I definitely have the sense this really high level of respect and reverence for him, especially after today. And so I definitely am very curious to, to follow him and to see what he does next. Um, we're, I'm excited to after this next track, we're going to move to a soundtrack that probably ironically i'm maybe the most familiar with out of anything uh just because i dove into that uh about a year ago and was really impressed with it but before we get to that let's play one more from world of final fantasy this is a very simple and sweet piece of music called happy melody
delightful music. This is Happy Melody from World of Final Fantasy. And what I think would be a wonderful pairing is if uh, Hamauzu and Naoshi Mizuda collaborated on a soundtrack together because they have a lot of similar taste, a lot of similar styles uh, and kind of use of jazz chords mixed in with orchestral. Well, I was thinking of uh, Animal Crossing, like Kazumi mm-hmm. Tataka, like this had that kind of vibe to it. But don't you think don't you think that him and uh, Mizuda would would be a very good pair to work on a score together. I mean, Mizuto would really have to pull his own weight to keep up with Amauzu. I, I'm just so floored by every piece of music here. I mean, I, again, I, I would almost want to make this track of the week. It's so <laughs> it's strong. almost In like any other episode. Random. We just this would be one. such a standout. It's right. like, oh my gosh, it's so immediately infectious. Has a great melody, wonderful production, good performances. It just sounds. It's sonically so poppy and pleasing to listen to. Like. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I I just, I I feel so guilty, like I should retire from being a podcast host, because Hmm. how do I not know about this guy? How have we not played more of his music? I mean, I Well, I've I've known about him for a while, and I have played his music uh, on show and tells and stuff, and the next game we're going to get to, you might remember me playing a track from it. Uh, There's one track on this playlist that we have played previously. Uh, on the podcast, and that was something that I brought in uh, as a show and tell track. Um, I don't, I totally hear you. I understand now all the love and all the adoration for Hama Uzu. He, he's absolutely incredible. And I do think it was hard for Volts to, to pick these tracks and to whittle it down. There's a lot of stuff that I'm sure was on the cutting room floor. We're going to have to go back to him in the future. Let's move on to that game I was referring to. This is The Alliance Alive. Do you remember the, the name of this game, Will? Yeah. Yeah, I brought in a track from this on some fairly recent show and tell. This is a game uh, that came out in 2017 for the 3DS. Uh, We're going to play a few tracks from it. Let's start off with the main theme, Understanding. listening to the main theme understanding from the alliance alive i feel speechless i mean this (laughs) is this is so fantastic again i talk i joked before about like if i had to grade this composer but every possible facet with which you could analyze a piece of music i think this is just completely on fire. I love the melody. I love the groove, the yeah. instrumentation. I love the blending of genres, the production, the energy of it, the the uh, individuality, um, the boldness. I just, it's just something like this. It makes me feel kind of like, oh my gosh. It's like, do, I, I don't even know if I, I should be a composer because when there are people this talented <laughs> that are working, it just makes me feel like, what do I have to contribute, you know? I, I hear you, man. Uh, I think Hamauzu is one of those composers that is so inspiring that I think eventually you're going to find your way around to the other side and you're going to 
be inspired to to write something really really interesting and and unique and beautiful i'm excited to move on to this next track this was a track that i brought in on that show and tell episode and it totally floored me and i remember both of us were very impressed and wowed on that episode uh great melody on this one another solo violin rocker kind of kind of a rocker it has really interesting combination some orchestral elements but also some modern elements a perfect example of hamauzu style let's take a listen to ignition from the alliance alive so interesting although this is one of the tracks the track i was the most familiar with before recording today i still think it's one of hamauzu's best of his career it's so wonderful and it's really fun to recontextualize this piece of music listening to you know a pretty good smattering of his career and having a much better sense of his style and then going back to this i almost appreciate it even more than i did when i first heard it yeah, I'm, I'm speechless, man. I need to be I need to be hauled off, wheeled away, <laughs> and I need to start looking for a new line of work. Maybe I'm going to go into textiles or something. You should just try to be Jesus. his assistant. You should you should be Hamauzu's assistant. Just get him coffee. <sighs> Good lord, this is amazing. It's so inspiring. I'm like I'm speechless. I, I there's nothing I can say. If you want to hear Will's thoughts on Ignition, check out uh, Show and Tell 25, because <laughs> he can't can't bring himself to, to say anything more about this. Let's play one more. It's beautiful, but it is interesting that, like, again, some of those same staples from the beginning of a really beautiful lyrical violin melody mixed with electronic production, atmosphere, really interesting harmony that feels, like, restrained and not necessarily show-off-y. Uh, but there is like an evolution. I feel like mm-hmm. his music gets a little bit more, um, it gets larger scale throughout today's episode and gets a little bit more like showcasing what's so great about him. Well, what right I loved about forefront. Ignition is it's the most energetic track on the, at least on this playlist. And there's kind of some modern like EDM or dubstep influence in it. Like that drum beat is so groovy and heavy. Um, and so he's definitely right. a composer that's embracing new traditions as well, well as the old. And I'm surprised I like that because I personally, I get a little like cringy when people try to take, you know, say like, I know this is an area that Marty and I disagree because I think he kind of likes this trend, but I really hate if someone takes like a piece of classical music and tries to throw like a, make it into some sort of Electronic. like EDM mm-hmm. trap drum version. I think it's like the corniest, most embarrassing thing ever. I'm usually if they with take you some old like one. Broadway song and do that. Like I usually I can't like, stomach that at all. Run and scream. But what I love here is it doesn't. None of the elements are cliche. So the yes. electronic elements don't feel like someone who writes orchestral music and this is their imitation of it and the orchestral elements don't feel like someone who just writes electronic music this is their lame attempt at you know it's like everything is so interesting well everything is so unique i mean the the drum elements the electronic elements they don't even sound like your typical electronic samples like everything about them is unique and it's reminiscent of certain things but 
overall as a package it's it's unlike anything you've ever heard before uh, and that's just on top of uh all the great things we've said about his music it is also very unique and unlike any anything else uh let's end the day uh other than the play out one more track from the alliance alive this is flight guys are listening to flight and this is the last track we're playing from the alliance live and our last track of the day other than our play out what a gift this episode was we want to thank joel known as volt supreme on discord for putting together this playlist for his passion um, for this composer and for video game music and for supporting us on Patreon. Thanks a lot. Hopefully you enjoyed our take on this music that you love. And, you know, I think you've just gained two more Hamauzu fans, big Hamauzu fans. Uh, you know, I was familiar with his music before. And like I said, I was a really big fan of the Alliance Alive and Unlimited Saga. Those are the two that I were familiar with as well as uh, 13. Um, but yeah, I have so much of a clear sense of his style, and just how good he is. Wow. I am joyful. I am so <laughs> happy. I am elated. Uh, I couldn't have enjoyed this episode more. I absolutely love every single piece of music that we've played. There wasn't a weak link in the bunch. They were all different. Um, I feel like I'm smarter from, you know, how it's like good variety of complicated, varied music. It mm-hmm. like stimulates your mind. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm ready to do an intellectual task now. This would be um, good music to play to an infant to try to, if you, if you really wanted to make the get smartest, them to have, yeah. you know, Albert Einstein, the next generation of Albert Einstein. This is, this is the music you got to play in their crib. Uh, let's... <laughs> Let's uh, introduce this play out. So this is an example of that band that we talked about. Uh, The band is called, it's spelled I-M-E-R-U-A-T. How would you say that, Will? Imurat? Imuruat. Imuruat. Anyway, uh, it's his duo band here. This song is called Flakes, uh, and it's very interesting. Uh, It's from uh, their album Far Sa Far. We hope you guys enjoy, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks to all of our lovely patrons for their support. I think we have, think another couple of at least one uh, patron suggested episode coming later on in this season. And there's always new ones coming in, and we always have a great time with these episodes. Topics that we never would have thought of, and kind of opens our our minds up to some new worlds of vgm so thanks so much for your support everybody thanks to all the nice emails we've been getting recently uh thanks to everyone for leaving nice itunes reviews if you want an invite to our discord drop us a line we will hook you up uh one more time i just wanted to mention that if anyone is interested in some skype lessons that is something i've been offering more of lately whether it's composition theory production uh video game music that's something that i've been getting into more of and having a great time with that so if any one of you are interested either check out the contact form on my website carlbmusic.com or supermarcadabros.com and we'll hang out anything you got will Uh, i think that's all for me that is all for me too Thanks so much for listening. We're going to play you out with Flakes. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>